0: Well, government has taken a position that we must spare the expense, but our important issue and power is to make sure that we're able to provide water for South Africans. Now, some of the situations that we've confronted, remembering that South Africa is regarded as the 30th driest country in the world. Mm. So we are existing in a situation where we don't necessarily have water in abundance in South Africa, but we are forced as government to put together a package of interventions so that they can assist in ensuring that we're able to sustain our water reserves, and be able to provide water for South Africans for the next foreseeable future, and right up to Vision 2030. Now, part and parcel of the work that is being done, and desalination is not just an exploration. In KwaZulu-Natal and Cape Town, the Western Cape, there is already work being done to ensure that we desalinate water for the supply of water to households and for human consumption. But government has taken a strategic plan to say that over the next, couple of years, we must actually start exploring the use of desalinated water in the coastal provinces of our country so that we can be able to utilize water from the sea, clean it up and ensure that we're able to supply to households uh, for human consumption.
1: Mm, But the desalination technology has been around for thousands of years and it's always been a cost factor. Um, So I guess that is the main question.
0: Well, you are quite correct, Sakina. Uh, Desalination is not a cheap exercise. However, government has a responsibility to ensure that South Africans have water. And part and parcel of the packages, you would know already that we are getting water from a number of countries on the continent. You know, we are getting water from the Lesotho Highlands Water Project. The Zambezi and the Inga Basins have also been part and parcel of government international relations on the continent to ensure that we are able to pull water to supply uh, for the human consumption by South Africans. So desalination currently uh, was expensive, but however, it, it is a necessity for us to be able to export it so that we can be able to guarantee water supply for South Africans going into the future.
1: Mm. And, you know, it's not just the drought, it's also an infrastructure problem um, in many municipalities. So what is the water situation like, you know, uh, by and large in South Africa?
0: Well, as I have said, South Africa is one of the driest countries in the world but two, government has put together a package of interventions, including investment in our infrastructure. One of the biggest uh, spenders or one of the biggest cost issues in our country currently is how we invest in infrastructure so that we may be able to dam some of the water that we have running in the country. Part of the announcements made by government, for instance, is how we're going to be raising the Hazel Mier Dam wall in KwaZulu-Natal. Already we are busy raising and investing in the Clan William Dam in the Western Cape. And already the plans are afoot to ensure that we actually push for the realization of the Mzimbubu River Basin and the building of the dam in Mzimbubu, which will be one of the biggest projects in as far as infrastructure is concerned for this particular government. Now, all those interventions are being made to ensure that we are able to create the necessary infrastructure so that we can be able to conserve as much water as we can so that we can be able to sustain and guarantee future supply of water. But importantly, Sakina, part and parcel of the argument that we've been making as government is that we also need to be able to make South Africans aware of the changes that they need to make in their own lives of how they utilize water in their household. Because part and parcel of the work that you must do is to make sure that South Africans are conserving water, they're using water wisely as far as their household, and we're able to pursue other technologies such as recycling water, using grey water – uh, and, and harvesting uh, groundwater and rainwater, et cetera. So there are a number of packages of interventions that you must do so that you are able to make sure that ultimately we are able to guarantee and conserve the water that you have, but in terms of the water that we're currently receiving, we're able to use that water widely so that we don't find ourselves in a shortage going forward.
1: And speaking of that shortage, we've seen a water rationing in KZN. Is this something that the rest of the country should be concerned about as well?
0: Well, we should be concerned about it, Sakina. But importantly, it's something that we can affect if we change the ways that, in, uh, well, if we change the ways in which we're using water. You must remember, as an example, that in South Africa currently, we are using clean, drinkable water for flushing our toilets. Now, if we were able to um, put together interventions, especially with the innovations that are available in the market, currently our systems and our toilets use at least nine liters of water. Per flush that you undertake in a toilet. Now that doesn't matter what you do in the toilet, um, but every time the toilet is flushed, we are losing an average of nine liters per flush. Now, part and parcel of the innovations that have come on the market is to find ways of how we are able to reduce the number of uh, the amount of water that we are using per flush. But we are also investigating means and ways so that we can be able to start using recycled water for our toilet and sewage system, so that at least we are able to serve and reserve the clean water that we have for human consumption. And another issue is that currently in the country, we're using about 60% of our water for agricultural purposes and not human consumption. Now, that requires that we have a discussion with the agricultural industry on what interventions we may put in place, how we recycle water, how we harvest rainwater, and how we pursue um, um, extracting water, especially groundwater. For such, as, you know, for such other purposes, so that at least we are able to save as much in, a, in the clean, drinkable water that we are supplying to households for human consumption and use other available sources of water for all other industries and and and, 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 and well, and agriculture in this particular case.
1: And just finally, Mr Ndamase, what about acid mine drainage in Gauteng?
0: Well, again, that is one of the serious issues that we're facing, coupled with desalination, is that government has had to invest in the drain, in, in in acid mining drainage, especially in the province of Gauteng. Now that too is an expensive exercise, but government has taken a decision to explore and start the desalinating that particular water because ultimately Gauteng is one of the driest places we have in the country. Ghauteng as it stands does not have a water source. And the water that we are utilizing in Chauteng, for example, is water that we are draining and extracting from Lesotho. So part and parcel of the work that government is doing is to deal with the acid mine drainage issue because there's large amounts of water that if desalinated from the acid mine drainage problem we would be able to supply to households, especially in our economic hub, which is housing.